What is up? What is up? Welcome back. Another episode of Blood and Beer. I'm your host, Matt, and this is the show where we talk blood sport and we drink beer. Um, so I actually forgot to press record. I did about 10 minutes of talking just now and forgot to press record. Um, so we missed out on a little bit. I'm going to go back over everything. I already started the beer, so we'll get started with that and I'll give you the rating because I already rated it and everything. This is Osher by Land Grant. It's a 6.4%. So we're in the middle ground of, you know, not in the sevens, not in the eights, thank God. Just a nice Sunday fun day beer. I thought the, where's my empty can? I thought the can was uh, interesting for a Sunday fun day. Seems fun. Got good vibes, you know. We're chilling. We're drinking some beer by ourselves because we ain't got no friend. Just kidding. Um. But yeah, we got a lot to talk about today. Um, one had an awesome card, one FC. Bellator had a decent card, kinda. Um, UFC had a pretty amazing card also. And then there's some boxing news to go over, and we'll talk about what's coming up in this next week, next month, next couple months of MMA maybe, um, combat sports in general. But here's the color of this nice little IPA. And I rated it a 6.4. It's pretty good. It's not the best in the world, but it's definitely better than average. All right, so let's just jump right into the combat sports world and start going over this past weekend. We're recapping everything. Well, not everything, because that's a lot. Um, we're going to be talking about what stood out to me on the 1FC card, what's coming up next month for 1FC, and what the fuck I like about this this promotion. Um, they're the Asian UFC. They're huge over there. They had this card. It was free on YouTube. It's still up. It was awesome. One of the fights, Fabricio Andrade. He's this young dude out of Brazil. Um, he's 4-0 and 1 now. I forget who he's fighting, but this dude's Muay Thai is off the charts. He's explosive. When his opponent came in, he just threw a body knee. Not loaded up, not in a clinch or anything. Just a real quick knee to the body. Drops him, finishes him off. It was over. This dude is the real deal. He's number four ranked, so he might have been fighting a trash can for one just to make him look good because the other guy was not ranked at all. But Fabricio Andrade, remember that name, dude's... Dude's a monster. He's going to be fun to watch. Hopefully he makes his way over to the UFC so I can keep an eye on him closer or maybe Bellator. I don't know. We'll see. Juan has a lot of talent over there. And another thing I, one thing I like about them, when they put on cards, it's not just MMA, which I like MMA. I love it. But they do kickboxing, Muay Thai. They'll do grappling matches. Next month, they have Demetrius Johnson versus Rod Tang in a half Muay Thai, half MMA match where round one is Muay Thai, round two is MMA, round three is Muay Thai, and so on and so forth for five rounds. That's going to be fucking awesome. So they're creative with their uh, with their approach. I love it. And speaking of them doing different fights, if you get the chance to watch the card or you already watched it, um, Ign- what's his name? Guto Inocente versus Bruno Suzano. Innocente, heavyweight kickboxer, and that's what kind of match this was, was kickboxing. He goes out there and batters this man. I mean, I think it was stopped in the second round. 
he's hitting spinning back kicks. He's hitting spinning back fists. He's hitting him with everything he throws, just beating the shit out of the guy. And eventually the ref stops it. But one of the spinning back kicks he threw, um, they were both landing big shots. Both got rocked at some point. But the spinning back kick he threw, you could tell the guy was out of it because he like turned towards the cage and just stood there for a second like, whoa. Well, like he was just fucked. He didn't know where he was. One is one is legit. <laughs> Moving on, the main event of that card was RDR Rainer de Ritter versus Cameron Abasov. Um, I misspoke in my last episode. I should have done more research on RDR. Dude is a grappling wizard. Amazing on the ground. Great wrestling. The Dutchmen, most Dutch are known for their kickboxing, being the best kickboxers in the world. Um, he's one of the best, if not the best grappler in combat sports. This dude goes out there, takes Abasov down every single round as soon as it starts. Gets him to tap at the end of the second, but it was after the bell rang, and it was to a head and arm triangle. So what's he doing in the third? He goes out there, gets the takedown, puts him in another head and arm triangle, and gets the tap. I mean, the guy just had his way with him, and it's not boring grappling where he just lays on him until he can get the next position. He's always looking to advance. He's hitting ground and pound. He hits side control, um, and he does. He works out of it. He doesn't just lay lay on top of you with his head in your chest. So, RDR, he's legit. I think he's fifteen and zero now. He's the light heavyweight champ, the middleweight champ, and the welterweight champ just moved up to middleweight to try to challenge him that was Cameron Abasov and he lost so he's beaten three champions three different weight classes he wants to move up to heavyweight to fight for the title there also wants to do a grappling match next month against another insane grappler for one the guy has he was good on the call out he's he's the personality of one it seems he's fun and he's mentioned interest in coming to the UFC, coming to America to test his skills. Um, I think he'd do good in the middleweight division. There's not a lot of high-level grapplers at middleweight. I mean, there's good wrestlers, but not like him. He would be come over here, put him up against Marvin Vittori, see how he does against him, then maybe move him on to someone like, uh, I mean, fuck it. Throw him in for the belt. You did it for Michael Chandler. Throw him in for the belt against Izzy after after he beats Vittori, because this dude is legit, and he's called out Izzy and thinks he can beat him with him too. He might be the best middleweight on the planet. We don't know, but he's got the gift of gab, and I love it. Moving on. I'm sorry if I sound stuffy. Dealing with a little bit of a cold. Moving on to another beer, I should say. Pop, pop, pop. Pop, pew. All right. So we have UFC Fight Night. Green versus Makachev. And this card was pretty damn fun. Three limbs. There are a couple standouts for me. And then after this, we'll go ahead and go to the main card. But I just want to discuss some of these standouts. Um, Terrence McKinney. Guy has had like five fights in a row, six fights in a row, where it's ended in the first round. Last night was no different. I told you to lock it in last episode. He is a dog. 
McKinney's a dog. He goes out there and he's fighting this kickboxer Ziab from France or Zane Zane from France. Zane shoots a takedown. Bad move because Terrence McKinney excels in wrestling. He just doesn't get to because he's always knocking people out. Shoots a takedown. McKinney shows his wrestling. Um, shows the poison there. And then he just gets control. Takes the back. Locks in the rear naked. Finishes him off. So start putting some respect on my boy Terrence McKinney's name. 2 minutes 11 seconds was his longest fight in his last 5. Actually if you add all of the previous 4 up. I heard that it doesn't even add up to the 2 minutes 11 seconds. So McKinney's a dog. Needs to get some higher level competition. Or you can do the Sean O'Malley and keep building him up against trash cans. Because dude's the real fucking deal. I don't want to see him get ruined by putting him up against like a top 10 right away. But he's the real fucking deal. He's got power. He's explosive. He has great ground game. Um, I'm excited to see what's coming for Terrence McKinney. And he's fighting in the hardest division in any any comp, any promotion. He's at 155 lightweight. That's where all the dogs are at for every promotion. I mean... And he's just going out there and fucking dudes up. And this is somebody that almost had, I think his leg almost had to get cut off. Or he snapped his leg and he died twice on the way to the hospital. Um, he was real fucked up. And then that was just in 2018. So we're four years away from that. And he's on a five fight winning streak with all first round finishes. Give me some more of that Terrence fucking McKinney. And one more prelim standout, Ignacio Bahamondes. He took on uh, Rong Zhu, I want to say the guy's name is. And yeah, um, Bahamondes, talented kickboxer, goes out there. He's piecing him up for the first two rounds. Zhu's doing his thing, but Bahamondes, he stops the takedowns. He's not really getting hit. He uses really good head movement to get out of the way of every strike. And then as soon as he moves out of the way for your strike, he's throwing one back and landing it on you. Dude's a dog. He's only 24 years old. And then he's showing his, sta his stand-up is amazing. He's got great takedown defense. The one time he did get taken down, he had this amazing, it was either a wizard or just a little sprawl, shot right back up. I mean, guy, guy's competent on the ground. And to show that he was competent on the ground in the third round, uh, Zhu shot for another takedown, and he put him in a modified guillotine and just squeezed and squeezed until he tapped, finishes him off. He looked amazing. Um, yeah, Bahamondes, 24 years old, something to look out for. He's out. He's fighting out of Chile, and I'd like to see more from him. Don't rush him. Dude's a dog. I think he fights at featherweight, but it might be bantamweight. I'm excited to see what he's got because dude is, I mean, he's a total package. The striking is obviously there being a, such a high-level kickboxer. He's got great takedown defense. And then he gets his first career submission in the UFC or in general, but he does it in his in the UFC. Bahamondes, give him a step up in talent too. He's fun. He's a fun fighter. And he's his skill, his head movement, his striking, his stand-up is just so much so much to deal with. I mean, to every every punch you throw, somebody just sees it coming. He sees everything coming. It's like the Matrix. All right.
Sorry, got wrapped up in that. Moving on to the main card. We have, uh, we're going to start off with, we'll just run through every fight a little bit. Petrosian versus Rodriguez. This fight was an absolute war. Both men, bloody as shit. We love that on this show. Bring the blood, bring the beer, bring the fights, bring the elbows. Um, beating the shit out of each other for three rounds. I mean, both men were rocked. Could have been stopped at any point, really. And then both men came back and rocked the other one. I mean, it was just back and forth. Um, Petrosian outlanded him by a shit ton. But it was a super fun fight. And judges, it was a split decision, which I could easily see. Gave it to Petrosian. Good call. Fuck yeah. Watch that fight on ESPN+. Plus. It was awesome. Next fight. Next fight. Sarukian. What's his first name? I forget. Sarukian, though, versus Joel Alvarez. Um, starts off high-level jiu-jitsu versus high-level wrestling. And Sarukian also has great stand-up. But Sarukian shoots for an early takedown. Alvarez looks for an early armbar. He's looking for submissions, looking for stuff off his back. Sarukian... He's landed some nasty ground and pound in the in the first round. And then close to the end of it, he lands this nasty, nasty elbow that splits a gash open about half an inch long on uh, Alvarez's nose. And it was so much blood. I mean, it was insane how much blood it was. And uh, Alvarez is just wiping his eyes the whole time because it's all pouring straight into his eyes. So he can't see shit. Um... Alvarez barely makes it out of the first round. And then when he goes to the corner, I'm thinking, they're going to stop this because of that cut. Nope. They don't care how much blood you lose because the fight's entertaining. So he goes into the second round and gets split wide open right again, taken down again. And then uh, Sarukian starts throwing the, uh, the old ground and pound. And it's where Alvarez is like half on his side, half on his front. And every punch he gets hit with, you see blood splatter across across the octagon. Um, the ref stepped in, probably just because of the blood splatter alone. It was filthy, disgusting. Both men are warriors. Alvarez just ran into a beast that night. Saruki and something to worry about at lightweight also. Um, he's a little further along than Terrence McKinney. He needs a top 10 fighter because this guy, I mean, he's got great stand-up. Great ground game, and he's vicious. He throws hard, hard ground and pound. So we need to see more out of Sarukian and see where that goes. All right. This fight was a little controversial for me. Controversial. But, I mean, in these kinds of fight, it can, fights, it can go either way. Um, Gion Kim versus Priscilla Kachordia. Um, round one, it seemed really close as far as striking, but I guess Jiang Kim outlanded her pretty much two to one. Um, she was definitely the more technical striker, but Kachordia was landing the damaging shots. She looked a lot more powerful with the shots she landed, and it was just kind of back and forth. But Kim kind of trying to pick her apart from the outside. Um, round two, Kachordia comes out swinging. I mean, it looks like she's going for broke, trying to get that finish. And then they're trading punches still. They're, they It kind of evens out throughout the rounds. 
and Kim seems to kind of pull away in the second, I thought. Third round, though, Priscilla really comes out swinging, starts fucking her up, and then she looks exhausted. Looks like it was an energy dump. So Kim starts kind of picking her apart from the outside. About a minute, minute and a half to go. Priscilla Cachoria starts throwing these nasty elbows. Only elbows is all she's throwing. Just rocking Kim. Just absolutely fucking her up. And this is for like a minute straight. I can't believe Kim didn't go down. But this this fight, women's fight, might might be a fight of the year contender. I'll have to go back through my notes and see who the other one was. Um, but might be a fight of the year. Oh, it was... Um, can't can't remember his name right now. Julian something Erosos versus uh, the other guy. We'll have to rewatch that. See which one's a better fight because this is definitely a contender for fight of the year. I am. I was blown away by it. I had I had Kim winning two rounds to one, but I could see how two judges scored it for Priscilla because that's how it went. Split decision. Priscilla. Uh, Priscilla Cachoria. Great fight. I mean, seriously, run that one back on ESPN. Um, it was it was awesome, awesome. And that little chirping, barking sound you might have just heard—that was my my little puppy. She talks in her sleep. It's odd. Moving on to the co-main event of the evening of last evening: uh, Wellington Terman versus. Misha Serkinov. This fight starts out and Thurman Thurman takes the back pretty quickly. Um, and he's looking good. He has a deep rear naked in, has his legs locked. And instead of fighting the hands, Misha Serkinov starts fighting the legs. Gets gets Thurman off of him. Has him in a Darce choke where it looks like uh, Thurman might have been out at a point, but he wasn't. He just he was trying to relax. Um, it was... It was nuts. Insane grappling exchange. That's, I mean, it was just super high level grappling in the first round. And then round two starts off, and I don't know what the fuck led to this, like a takedown by Misha Serkinov, but Terman gets him in this armbar, and Serkinov taps immediately. I mean, it was deep right away. Both have good grappling. Terman, I told you to lock that one in too. Give me some of your profits if you're listening to me on these bets, baby. Um, it was a it was a amazing fight, grappling war. I loved it, loved every minute of it. And then on to the main event. We'll we'll uh, give her a quick chug ski before we go on to this main event because I don't have a lot to say about it. Not a lot at all. That wasn't a chug ski, that was just a sip ski, I guess. Bobby Green versus Islam Makachev. Um, I hate watching Makachev's fights. I know he's super dominant, and he's super great on the ground and in grappling, and he finished the fight, gets a takedown, gets a TKO on the ground. Bobby Green didn't look hurt, it was just the pressure. Um, boo. Not a fun main event. Give him someone in the top five before you put him against a champion because he's, yeah, he's on a 10 fight winning streak. 
he has not beaten a single person in the top five. I don't even know if he's beaten someone in the top ten other than Dan Hooker on like a week's notice. So make him fight someone in the top five. Make him get a solid victory, not someone that's on a like losing streak too. Give him the loser of Gaethje versus Oliveira. Give him that. Because I think Gaethje, he had problems with Khabib. I don't think he's going to have the same problems with Makachev. Because Makachev's way more susceptible to the strikes. And Bobby Green did a pretty good job of uh, stopping the takedowns at first. It was only a three-minute fight, but he did a pretty good job in the clinch. Justin Gaethje is explosive. He looked defeated against Khabib. I think Gaethje, when he loses to Oliveira, would beat Islam. And I think if Oliveira somehow loses to Gaethje, I think that Oliveira beats Islam too. I think he gets him in a nasty choke or... I mean, you just once you go to the ground with Oliveira, it seems like nobody wants to go back to the ground with him if they make it out of that round. So I, yeah, Sambo grappling, everything is great for Islam. Oliveira is just a different animal in there. He finds submissions everywhere. So bullshit main event, boo. Um, don't put Islam as the main card ever again even if he's fighting for the title put a heavier weight class on it he's just not exciting enough unless he's fighting someone like Gaethje or Oliveira because they would they would both put on a war I think Oliveira has become a warrior he fights through everything and Gaethje uh Gaethje has been a warrior so Islam's not fought a warrior since he got knocked out really so what's next Already answered that about Islam. Um, Terrence McKinney obviously needs to step up in competition. Um, and then give Bobby Green a legit main card or a main fight on a card. He uh, Give him a, like an actual camp, prepare for it. He's so fun to watch. He deserves it. Dude's been running through people. I thought he beat Rafael Faziv, um, who's fighting on the pay-per-view next weekend, but... Give Green the shit that he deserves because stepping in after just fighting two weeks ago and taking on the most feared man in the division, that's what I'm fucking talking about, Bobby Green. All right. That's enough UFC for right now. Now we're moving on to Bellator 275. Not a lot to say, but a lot was said by Gegard Mousasi. He takes on Austin Vanderford. A.K.A. Mr. Paige Van Zant. Oh my God, I'm sorry about the burpees. Um, and it was over as soon as it started. A minute twenty-five is all the fight lasted. Um, Gegard's piecing him up from the outside. I don't know if Austin landed a shot. He might have landed one. Wobbles him bad. Austin shoots the takedown because everybody wrestles when they get fucked up. Um, Gegard just pounds on the ground and pound. Finishes the fight. He says he's the best middleweight in the world. We got RDR saying that. We got Izzy being the best middleweight in the world. We need we need an inter interpromotion contest uh, tournament type of thing. Everybody send their top four, top five. No, let's see, three. Let me think about this. We could do, everybody send their top three, give the three champions a bye in the first round, 
The other six duke it out. So it's 3v3. And then maybe the soonest finish gets the next buy. Or we do a round robin when it gets down to three. And then uh, after the round robin, whoever has the most points, we put them up against each other. We need like a two-year event, middleweights. We need Izzy. We need Gegard. We need uh, RDR. Let's run it. Needs to happen. All right, sorry. Bellator. Gegard's 49-7. Destroys him. Most underrated fighter in MMA right now, Khabib says. Hard to disagree. The guy just walks around so nonchalant, but he just, he, he fucks people up. He's a beast. Another fight that happened on that card, Sunid Kavanaugh. She fought through injury to get the victory. She got her knee fucked up, her leg, something. And she got the victory. She's going to rematch Cyborg because of this victory and because Kat Zingano didn't want to fight Cyborg, it sounded like. Um, Cyborg knocked her out in the first round last time. So we'll have to see how that goes. But we know how it went last time. On to boxing. Josh Taylor versus Jack Catterall. Um, it looked like a pretty close fight at the beginning. Um, Josh Taylor ended up getting dropped. Catterall was definitely landing the better shots, more uh, damaging shots, I thought. But Taylor was kind of controlling the ring. And in boxing, these judges are so pretentious. They, they'll be like, you hit him with everything, but you weren't backing him up or... They just, they're so corrupt and they suck. But Taylor gets dropped. Both men have a point taken from him. Pretty even fight. I thought that Catterall definitely won more rounds, especially with the knockdown. Um, judges gave it to Taylor by split decision. And I think it might have been one of the worst robberies I've seen just because with the with the knockdown, Catterall won so many rounds, I thought, and pretty obviously, I thought. But with the knockdown, that should have made it so Taylor had to get a stoppage to finish to win that fight. Total bullshit. And uh, then Russell, whoever this guy is, he just got a stoppage in his last fight. It's not Gary Russell Jr., it's some other guy. He's calling out Lomachenko, he's calling out Tank. He's calling out everybody. I want to see Lomachenko fuck up Tank. I want to see Lomachenko fuck up Ryan Garcia. I want to see him fuck up everybody in the division. Um, or Actually, no, it was Gary Russell Jr. that called him out, I think. I don't know. Run anybody against Loma. He's not losing again until he's ready to retire. Um, the guy is unstoppable. He's probably that Ukrainian ace that's supposedly got sixth. Uh, six uh, pilot kills, who knows, but Loma is, he's, you know, he's that dude, he's, he's that dude you don't fuck with, he just, he makes people quit, he doesn't even knock you out cold, he just outclasses you for so long that you're like, there's, there's no point in going on, I quit, like, I'm not gonna touch this guy, I'm not touching him by round six, or round seven, or round eight, he lost his last, or not last one, he fucked dude up in his last one pretty clearly. Um, but he lost to Tiafimo after a surgery and after he was injured. No excuses, but excuses, man. Loma's the real deal. I want to see Loma fight again. Might be tough um, 
to get a couple of these fighters fighting again, especially out of the Ukraine with everything going on right now. Who who the hell knows? I friggin' don't. All right. So, next week. Sorry about this one. Next week, we have Colby Covington versus Jorge Masvidal. Can't believe it took so long to make this fight. Um, they hate each other. They used to be best friends. This card is going to be fucking nuts. Um, you don't want to miss this one. If you, need, if you don't want to pay for the pay-per-view and you know me, hit me up. Come over. We're watching this shit. I don't care if I work on Sunday. I'll be up until 2 in the morning watching this shit. Wednesday, we'll drop an episode where we do the picks. It's going to be a fucking awesome card. They got, uh, other than that fight, they got Rafael Dosanos versus Rafael Fazib. They got Kevin Holland on there versus Alex Oliveira. Um, and then there's another super high-ranked fight on there. But it's just, it's a, it's a fucking card. UFC's been killing it this year so far with their matchmaking and the cards they put together for the pay-per-views especially. So definitely want to go and check that one out. I can't wait for it. And I appreciate everybody that's tuned in. Sorry about that uh, final burpee. We're going to take a big sip ski for you. And we're going to hit the road. Thank you seriously for tuning in. I appreciate everybody's support. Especially if you last till the end of the episode. Um, it means a lot to me. This is something I really enjoy. And if if you ever want to come on the card or show, uh, let me know. Message me on Facebook. You can find us on Apple Apple Podcasts or Spotify also. Just search Blood and Beer. Same with Facebook, Blood and Beer Combat Sports. We're also on Twitter and TikTok, baby. We're everywhere. So, without further ado, here's my last drink. And... Good riddance.